Hi, good morning, everyone, and welcome. This is Seek Sustainable Japan. I'm JJ Walsh here in Hiroshima, and today I am joined by wonderful Ellie Elena of Hi. Nagoya is not boring. Yes. Hello, good everyone. Morning. Thank good you morning. for having us. Welcome, Thank welcome. Thank you so much for having us, JJ. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> fantastic to have you because I think your origin story of Nagoya is not boring is very similar to why we started Get Hiroshima. Uh, oh. we, we had a very horrible review on some famous guidebook saying it's so just go to the Peace Park and leave, right? No, yes, right. no, and we were like, no, Hiroshima is so much more. And yes, I right? think your origin story is very similar, right? You were passed yes. over, uh, told it was a skip site, yeah. get yeah. destination. And you knew, oh my gosh, there's so much here. And we're going to talk about all the great stuff that people can do and see and enjoy in Nagoya. It is definitely not boring. No. <laughs> it is not, not no. at all. <laughs> so let's start with a little bit about you. Can you each introduce yourself? Lena, you want to start? Sure. Hi, I'm Lena. I'm from Germany originally, but I've been living in Japan for the past eight years. I first became interested in Japan like so many others uh, through anime and manga and those kind of things. So I started learning Japanese because I thought, oh, that's such a cool language. And I had my first experience of Japan in 2010 when I was 18. So I went to university and started uh, learning Japanese and did a foreign exchange year in Osaka for one year. It was great. And in 2015, I started working for a Japanese IT consulting company in Tokyo. That's when I came to live here in Japan. I worked there for three years, which was tough because, you know, Japanese company, basically the only foreigner there, um, very rigid uh, hierarchical structures, lots of meetings that you don't need, you know, all of the things that are like very stereotypical for a Japanese company. And also IT consultant wasn't really the thing that I wanted to do. <laughs> Finding bugs and testing is just not the thing that makes me happy. <laughs> so after three years, I quit my job and I went on a one year trip around the world to find myself. And after visiting 35 countries and just meeting lots of fascinating people and joining many free walking tours and food tours, I realized that what I really missed was Japan after all. So I came back and I settled in Nagoya together with my husband, who is Japanese. That's why my name is Yamaguchi. And I started offering food tours here because um, that's kind of for me while traveling, I realized it's kind of the best way to get to know a new city. And I thought, oh, Nagoya has a lot of nice food. Maybe someone should do something about that. <laughs> and so I did. And yeah, that's kind of the very abridged version of where I came from. Yeah, that's awesome. And just introduce, you've got this super cute background. Yeah. Uh, so you do have a YouTube channel in German, is that right? Yes. So my YouTube channel in German is called Japan Hautna. Uh, if you translate it, it's kind of like um, Japan up close or something. And so I'm trying to share with my German followers about, um, yeah, all the fascinating things about Japan and like how to prepare for your trip to Japan, 
and I do weekly live streams. So this is kind of my my live stream background here. It's so cute. I, I need to improve mine. I just stick with the Norden, but I love oh, yours. Oh, so nice. <laughs> Fantastic. And then another wonderful thing I think about your collaboration is your group is so multilingual. You speak German and Japanese and English. Yes. And then we're going to hear how Ellie, of course, covers the Spanish part. It's so unusual to have so many different languages available. In it's a, a struggle, a actually, to decide. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, uh, Ellie, go ahead. Okay. So my name is Elizabeth and I'm from Spain, from Mallorca, a really resort island in Europe. When a lot of Germans and English people, they are coming for a really good weather and beach and party. So um, I've been living like 20, 26 years in Mallorca. Um, I did originally well web graphic design uh, since 2000. I started with Japanese when I was 18 and I felt attracted with history. I'm really history, history lover. And I started uh, studying Asian history. First I studied Chinese and then my eyes went to Japanese history. And through the history was really interesting the contrast that the Japan has during uh, its ages, like uh, from Jayoi period to Edo period, all the interesting and different, uh, real different contrast between each other. And then I went to the language. I really, I'm, I love languages. I love learn new, new, new languages to communicate with people because I really love to um, the interaction with people and talk a lot. So I started to study Japanese by myself uh, because in Mallorca in that time there was no any school to learn Japanese and then I say I took like a, a test the GLPT test and the whole stuff and then I went in 2004 the first time I visited Japan for two weeks as a regular uh, tourist traveler and then i really felt attracted to design i loved the the colors they used i got surprised by the package design that was the first time that i met the package so i really got super shocked super amazed with japanese design and then i decided that time i want to come here and then come again study japanese design while I'm working. So I went back to uh, my country, to Spain, and then I saved money for two years. Meanwhile, um, I met my husband that we both uh, met through Japanese language, the same teacher. And then both we have the same dreams to come to Japan, to work in Japan, to live in Japan. And we applied together to the visa. We got the visa. We came here in 2007 and uh, we did like two years long-term uh, Japanese course program in Okazaki, which is a city 30 minutes uh, from Nagoya by train, um, which is originally the when the Hachomiso, the red miso, 
games and it has a lot of samurai history uh, Okazaki as well. And then when I graduated in the school, I just started the recruitment like to, to look for a job in a design company. I started uh, to look for in Tokyo, in Osaka, and Nagoya as well. At that time was the lemon shock, the crisis that is shock globally. It was so hard to find a job. I was competing with another Japanese uh, people. They were looking for a job as well, and many, many foreigners as well. And it was super crazy that time. And after taking 11 interviews, the last one was in Nagoya. And the last one, web design company, they gave me an opportunity. And then I enter and start in a Japanese company. It was my first time in a Japanese company. I was the only one foreigner. Everyone was Japanese. My first time learning all the software in Japanese. Uh, communicating everything in Japanese, writing emails, doing the meetings, the whole stuff. As Lena said, doing unnecessary things like making longer everything, work a lot of hours. I accumulated two days in a row, not going back home, um, doing overworking. So that was really hard. I worked for eight years at that company. That uh, gave me a lot of experience. Um, on the not only the tourism field, creating um, websites for hotels and ryokans as well, and doing Japanese and international websites. And also I created a lot of contents for tourism, uh, like the area of where is the hotel located, the area where you can go for a tourism, go for a hiking, visiting museums, doing experiences, the whole stuff. And, and now you're well, doing inbound tourism consulting as well, right? At, at that time, we were doing websites for international. We did like kind of some, uh, um, like- But but now, Ellie, aren't you you're doing inbound consulting now, yes. right? Yes, right now, yes, yeah. yes. I started in 2000, 18, doing in Monkel something, 17, 18. I quit my job uh, at 2017. And then I wanted to go by myself and do my projects that I wanted to do. So I grabbed my camera and then um, I went for a, I was traveling around IT prefecture, discovering new things. And I really discovered that that's a lot of to do here in this area in IT prefecture. A lot, like yeah. really hidden gems, amazing nature. Well, you, guys are, you guys are both such great photographers. I love you. No, photos. I'm not. <laughs> Aren't I am all Ellie. That's all Ellie. <laughs> really? yes. You guys are great. I love it. I love all these photos. They're fantastic. Um, so, we had a comment so far from Remy, who was yesterday's yeah. uh, guest. Uh, we have oh. a big travel travel week this week ah, uh, cool. Remy yeah. does does tours in Osaka and uh, yeah. Kyoto and Nara and he says morning ladies Nagoya is not boring dig deeper into the city and its beauty don't just go to Legoland yes absolutely yeah. thank you Remy it's, exactly it's, what we are thinking thank you so much. yes yes so of course we should mention yes there is Legoland 
Yes, there is Ghibli Park. Um, oh, yes. Right? That's You've got some really big, high top sites. Yes. Um, but it's it's so much more, right? And that was yeah. one of the reasons you wanted to start Nagoya is Not Boring, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, in 2017-18, I felt that Nagoya was even much more than a, a, a sub city. Right now, everyone, because the accessibility we have here, like we have a, a lot of really good transport uh, infrastructure. So I think everyone come here to Nagoya and go to everywhere around the, the country. But we, they, people doesn't stop here to spend time, some time and just visiting the city and looking for local food or trying new things. They only stop here. So, and everyone was saying that no, there's nothing here, but they didn't stop here. Why is but that? They and didn't also, know until yes, started, right? right? And also the locals as well. Locals, they say that they don't have anything here. There's nothing interesting to do and all stuff. And I really said, no, that's no way. That's I've been here right now for 15 years. Yeah. And I haven't spent any really boring day in Nagoya <laughs> in in around in around Nagoya, so I really wanted to do something. And I met Lena in 2019, and then we both because I was a blogger at that time. Lena doing the food tours, we have the same ideas, the same thing they wanted to transmit to everyone to share the trams of Nagoya, the good things, the things that you can do. So we started Nagoya is not boring and spreading the word of there's a lot of amazing things you can do here, right? Yeah, fantastic. And I saw maybe during COVID, you might have had a bit of a slower time. <laughs> a uh, bit of a slower yes. time. Offering, <laughs> offering some so online fun. experiences. That's a good idea. Yeah, it yeah. was a good idea, but it didn't really go that well. So no. um, really during Corona for the past two and a half years, uh, from the tourism, uh, from the tour side of our business, it was very slow, but it gave us a lot of time to kind of build the website, write a lot of articles, uh, get established, you know, create our Instagram and Facebook um, and just kind of figure out generally what we want to do and who we want to attract and how. And it also, gave us the opportunity to start um, in earnest our consulting business. So during Corona, we didn't really have many tours. So we had more time to focus on helping Nagoya and also other um, cities around central Japan to kind of create new tourism products. And so like by doing that, we realized, okay, maybe we should start a proper company. And so in 2021, we we started Nanobo, which is the short abridged version of Nagoya is not boring because especially for Japanese people, it's kind of uh, long and difficult to remember the name. So we're Nanobo for Japanese people. Yeah, it's great. But there's there's so much in terms of uh, cultural experiences, history connected experiences. Yes. Uh, really great, unique cultural things that you can engage with locals and experience and uh, things that I haven't seen at other parts of Japan. 
Um, you guys have some originals, but you also are running the website in kind of an online magazine way. So there's a lot of great information there, even if they don't book anything with you guys. Yes. Um, you're you're providing so much great information. The so articles and the pictures are yeah. great. The 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 important thing was to provide people really good information, really useful information that they can find when they want to visit uh, Nagoya. So when we started, um, even when we were uh, Lena and I in a solo in, in separate uh, businesses. We both together started creating articles in English and then in, I created in Spanish as well to start to provide people information. That was the first most important part. And after we included the tours. But the thing that it lacks a lot this area, it's information in foreign language, especially in English, that there was not that much when we started and it needs to be first to um, collect information and provide information to people. So in that way they can enjoy and they can find what you can do in this area, what you can see and eat. Yeah. Uh, people who sometimes visit Hiroshima and they'll say, where is your geisha area? And of course we don't have in Hiroshima, but you have. Uh, yes. This you can see the dancing, and the, this was really unique. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, first yeah. of all, we don't have a geisha area like Kyoto has Gion or Kanazawa has those um, like Chaya districts. So we do have the Megi then, which are the local geishas of Nagoya, and they perform in different locations. So it's especially uh, around the all of the different. Uh, the Ote, which are the traditional Japanese, very high-class uh, restaurants. And then also Ellie is probably going to talk a little bit about uh, Nihon Buyo and her experience with that and where you can see geishas dancing. Yeah, Meigiren uh, does this annual uh, dancing. It's called Kawabunza. It's uh, held um, in Kawabun, a restaurant um, of 400 years established and then they dance uh, for two days uh, this kind of it's it's like a Kyoto uh, geisha dance uh, spring dance uh, and then also they're doing private dances in the private banquets and then in October there is this kind of autumn um, event, which is called Nagoya Odori. It's an event and you can see the geishas. They changed a little bit last year, the kind of the content of, of the, the event. So you can see for, from the first part, uh, gathering of the geishas around the Japan, so you can see from Kanazawa geishas, from Tokyo, from Hokkaido, from every part of Japan, they come here. They came here last year from different parts doing their own special performances, dancing performances. And then after that, they have the second part, which is the Kabuki, 
plus Nihonbuyo, which are classical Japanese dances. And then it's really a good opportunity to connect with not only the Kabuki and Geisha's culture, but also Nagoya's culture as well. And I really, yes, say to everyone, they, if they want to see some kind of cultural Nagoya special and unique event, they, can, they should come here uh, during October. Wow, it's so interesting. And it's it's like many um, areas, they might have these special events maybe only once a year. But one yes. of the things that I thought was really interesting was when you talked about Inuyama and you can go see the museum where you can see all the things, all the lanterns they use at the festival, but you can <laughs> see it any time of year. So I thought that was a really great asset that a lot of destinations don't have. Uh, it's very difficult to hit it right when the event is happening. So it's nice to have ongoing attractions that people can see the beautiful culture, the beautiful displays anytime. Inuyama looks like a really interesting area. Inuyama oh, Castle it's Town. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. um, so from Nagoya, it's around 30 minutes by train. And this is the castle, and the castle is the oldest in Japan, the oldest original castle in Japan. It's really tiny. It's super, super cute, as you can see in this beautiful picture during cherry blossom season. But really, during any time of the year, it's so nice to visit there. And from the top, you get a really nice view of the surrounding area. Uh, this, for example, is the Jokamachi, so the downtown. And they have all of the street food uh, sold from these old wooden houses along the street. It's just such a beautiful place to visit. They have lots of museums there as well. And people uh, can rent uh, kimono or yukata to walk around there. So it's really like I everyone always calls everything Little Kyoto. I don't I've, I've never heard anyone say Inuyama is Little Kyoto. But for me, that's kind of more Little Kyoto than other places they call Little Kyoto. So it's, and it, very, it's very nice, nice. It's nice to point out. I love to see this. What do we notice that's missing above the houses? <laughs> right? Like yeah. they have buried the lines. So when you have these classic, beautiful old buildings in a historic area, but you also bury the utility lines that are usually across the top, that shows that they're really investing in having that aesthetic, the whole aesthetic. Yes. It's really yes. nice. Yeah, they have their rule that they don't um, don't want to build any other buildings in the the old town area. So they try to, pro to protect um, all all the old buildings they have there. So it's okay. you are not able to to have a new house. That's that, the way. The That's the way to do it. Project. You got to make yes. these rules exactly. uh, so that you don't have one kind of not so exciting modern-ish building blocking that cityscape where you have such a classic view. Yeah. And it only takes one or two to ruin that, right? Well, the uh, problem in Inuyama is that you get to you can actually drive through that street, which is so annoying. That's the only <laughs> so problem. They should really block it for cars. Yeah. Yes. Pedestrianization is previous. such a key point. Let's yes. say this loud and proud, everybody, yes. when you have a beautiful area, maybe allow cars before nine, after five, exactly. um, but nine to five, make it pedestrian friendly, right? Yes. That would make yes. a big right. deal. Yeah. 
Um, another speaking of old houses, one of the things I, I pulled out, you've got these beautiful old houses that people can walk through. And quite a lot of them are connected to famous people uh, in Nagoya. For example, this is Toyota Sasuke's Sasku, Sasuke's inventor house, right? It's gorgeous. Yeah, that's kind of an area here in Nagoya. It's called Bunka no Michi. And it has, path. yes, exactly. And they, it has uh, remain houses, former houses from former um, business uh, Japanese people. And then it's from the 40s and 15s area. It's called Showa area. So post-war houses. And the other one from Taisho, is it? Taisho and Showa? Yeah. But yes, it's just, it's, it's so unusual. Even in Kyoto, it's quite rare to find these beautiful old traditional houses and gardens that people can access, that people can walk through and see how people used to live. How beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. checking out the toilets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they are usually so nice. So we have uh, Seto, which is the very uh, famous pottery town not far from Nagoya. And actually they made uh, the, the toilets um, out of pottery and then they are painted beautifully. And you can see that usually in these like old houses from the uh, elite from that time. And if you look into the, the toilets, you can see these like really nice toilet bowls. And I like looking at that and bathrooms in general. It's so fascinating. Yeah, it is interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Because like you do see that in the museum and then there's always a little sign that says, please don't use it. And you're like, yeah, yeah exactly. Somebody probably <laughs> tried. <Obviously. Yeah>. No? <laughs> That's just for display. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't and go course, in there to use them. I don't. Yeah, yeah, don't use it. It's Where? like when you People go into the electric shop, you're not going to want to, you know, use the one on display. That's uh, display only. Um, now, one of the things you guys have in many areas is kimono dressing experiences. Uh, you give information about where it's easy, like this area, Inuyama, where you can rent kimono or yukata. Um, but you also offer the kimono dressing experience as one of your original tours, right? Yeah, um, well, we have one from our host. Uh, actually, two we have. Uh, one you can, um, it's located in the area of Osu. It's a shopping district, um, very central area. And you have one for LGBT. It's an inclusive one. And... And then say, yes, that, that one. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to mention because I'm one of the judges for Japan Travel Awards. So yeah. we, we were really mm -hmm. happy to see this, you know, where you have, uh, of course, men or women can wear any of the kimonos. Of course, we have larger sizes. And then also barrier free. If you're in a wheelchair, no problem. We'll, yeah. we'll still be able to uh, dress you up and give you a great experience. So it's so wonderful to see that you guys are promoting those kind of inclusive businesses, right? Yeah, That's important. Trying. Um, to cover everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's difficult, especially, you know, um, barrier free in Japan, I feel like it's, it's quite difficult. And also uh, LGBT and all of the other inclusivity uh, problems uh, that are like not that much on the 
mind of most Japanese people yet. And so trying to push that narrative from us and also um, Julie, for example, who you've interviewed before, who's also very active here in Nagoya, trying to push that narrative. So I feel like it comes more from us foreigners working in tourism to trying to get more people to like think about it and to offer things yeah. that are for everyone. And um, it's it's yeah. kind of like counterintuitive, right? Like uh, take it on a different level. Like I'll, I'll sometimes put on the information on an online article, oh, this place has reusable chopsticks. And that for me, that's like, that's a really great point of appeal because it's more sustainable. But then yeah. when they see it, they're like, oh, we have wadibashi as well. Like mm. they think some people might view that as negative. And I, I think the same thing is for... LGBTQ open welcoming places, they might be very welcoming, no problem. Anybody barrier free, everybody can come, but there they might be some people that see that as a negative. So they're a yeah. bit uneasy about being so clear sometimes, but yes. that's where our job comes uh, yes, in, right? yes. and we help yes. support the positives, I hope. Yeah. Okay. And uh, speaking of kimonos, um, continue with that. We have really such nice areas where you can buy second hand, really nice. It doesn't say like second hand, so it's just one hand, you know. <laughs> yeah. You can get okay. really in bargain, good, right? Good really nice kimonos in Osori area. And also, we offer uh, some online experience uh, kimono dressing online. Um, from all of our hosts. Yes, that, that's right. The online yeah. kimono, you got that That's lovely. Uh, so you can enjoy thing. kimono here. I, on the kimono experience that you offer as one of your originals, um, yes. I saw that there's a limit for the size of the shoe. But <laughs> uh, it's great to mention and to see that you can still wear your own shoes and it still looks cool. And I, yeah. I love this combination of uh, kimono dressing and making paper lanterns. What a fun <laughs> activity. Yeah, so we started offering this particular tour, like we concept that we started with the concept in February, 2020. So we kind of put out the website, the, the page just when Corona was starting and everything closed. So we never actually got to run the tour. Uh, so all of the pictures are from the promo tour that we did with some locals that live here. And we had such a great time that day. It was so much fun to take the pictures, to get dressed up and to walk around this beautiful area, which is uh, Shikemichi and Endoji, one of the oldest parts of Nagoya. And yeah, the lantern beautiful. experience is, it's actually, it's just very like, it's for small children. You you get this little lantern and then you put um, you glue on like different things. And we were all completely different on what we put on there. So we had a lot of choice. And like uh, the the guy, he put all of those like characters, like the uh, <laughs> Japanese yudu kiara uh, mascots. Uh, from Nagoya on his lantern and I tried to put like all of these come on the the emblems from the different houses that are important here in Nagoya. I, I yeah the family on. crests right? Yes, yeah yes, I yes. love those. <laughs> Fantastic. So it was it was super casual but like just the fact that we dressed up and went around it was so much fun. 
Actually, yeah. in the area that Lena mentioned, the Shikimichi area, uh, it gathers one of the traditional long-established uh, paper lantern shop. And there's a kind of a paper-related craftsmanship in that area. And you can do actually uh, paper lantern experiences and also fan, like Japanese paper oh. fan. That's oh, awesome. And then I want to continue on the paper theme to talk about kites in a minute, but we had oh, some yeah, great yeah. comments. Uh, so Louise, George Kitaka has joined from Facebook, oh, said your hey. website is wonderful. Thank you, Louise. Thank you. Thank you Louise. And uh, Pamela also joined from, uh, sorry, Pamela, there we go, uh, from Facebook saying ladies with big feet like me and my daughter can wear men's shoes, for example, Geta. That's great. Yes, problem. yes exactly. Yeah, and I've I have big feet. I have twenty six centimeters, twenty six yeah, and a half. Yeah, that's difficult. Um, so I usually bring my own boots. Like there's, mm -hmm. you know, if you bring your own leather-ish boots, that actually it looks so nice with kimono. a lot with Japanese yes. history, right? Like it a lot of, of vintage, a lot of academic style. women would wear boots, right? In the different yeah. style of kimono. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's there's flexibility there. Small shoes in Japan is always an issue. <laughs> right now, actually, yeah, right now, now you mentioned in Japan, they, this kind of uh, trend thing that you can combine Western clothes or Western accessories with Japanese accessories as well, and you mixed, and it could be really good in a creative, like, fashion to mix both Western and Japanese, and... and there's no any rule. Actually, Japanese they enjoy a lot to mix both styles and to, to mix different kinds of edges. So yeah, I introduced, uh, I interviewed uh, Sheila Kimono Sheila. Do you yes, know Sheila yeah, I know. And she really inspired me. You know, like you can yeah. combine different patterns, Western clothes, kimono together. Yes. Like that just inspired me that there aren't the strict rules that a lot of people think about kimono, it's actually yeah. a lot more free and uh, versatile than you exactly. might Yeah, we also often get asked whether it's okay for a foreigner to wear kimono or yukata in Japan. Yeah. Uh, because I, I guess in other countries, it's more difficult if you wanted to wear the traditional clothing of other countries. But here in Japan, it's just so open and everyone is just looking forward to you experiencing that part of the culture and learning about it just in a little way. And they, they are so open to sharing their mm -hmm. culture here in Japan. It's one of the really wonderful things about Japan, I think. How many people will come up to you or say, oh, you look beautiful when they see <laughs> visitors wearing kimono, right? Like they're oh, really happy. Yeah. 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 Well, some of them, they want to just oh, they'll, adjust they'll the kimono. They go, yeah, they'll, they'll what are you? They, yeah. Oh, you have this, this and that. And they just, just a little bit. Okay, now you are I, I wore a yukata <laughs> to a summer festival and I put it on myself following YouTube thinking I did it perfectly and I had some very nice ladies take me to like a back alley to readjust me Right, and then yeah. I got back out. I appreciated it so much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So nice. <laughs> Just be open for the experience. Oh, fantastic. Uh, speaking of places that you might want to go in Kimono, you have some great castles. We mentioned one of them. Oh, yeah. Now, Kiyosu Castle is, is a new, mm. kind of a new rebuild. 
But yeah. it seems like a really interesting place to visit. And then you no, have I your famous it. Nagoya Castle, of course, mm-hmm. also a rebuild, but in the classic style. Gorgeous. No, actually, not in the classic style. So oh, Nagoya really? Castle, Nagoya Castle, uh, the keep, the uh, building that you just showed, is going to be torn down and reconstructed over a long period of years from now on. Uh, because the current one is made from concrete uh, enforced steel with an elevator and everything. And they want to rebuild it uh, faithfully to the original wooden structure. So they are going to spend a lot of money and to rebuild this. Uh, now, many people are thinking, okay, if there is no castle, then I don't need to come to Nagoya to the castle. But people, you need to go still because there is a wonderful palace there, the Hommaru Goten, which is a completely uh, faithfully reconstructed palace. It's very similar to the uh, Nijo Palace in Kyoto. But in my opinion, it's so much more beautiful because it's very, very new. So um, it just opened in 2018. It was finished in 2018. It was open before that for different parts, but it's really stunning, all made from cypress wood and with those uh, amazing wall paintings in gold with tigers. And, awesome. and, and, wow. and, oh yes, exactly. Ah, and one yeah. thing. So interesting. A lot of uh, castles were rebuilt after the war with a concrete inside. Uh, Hiroshima Castle is the same. Yes. It looks... Yes. Uh, traditional on the outside, but yeah. it's concrete inside. You can understand why they did that because they yeah. had so many fires, right? Yeah. Um, but b- rebuilding in the traditional wood only, that would be a really nice experience from the inside as well. Yeah. You don't yeah. feel like you're inside a concrete building inside. Exactly. Yes. And not like inside a museum. Like I feel like uh, Osaka Castle as well as Hiroshima Castle and Nagoya Castle as well until now. When you're inside, it just feels like you're inside a museum not like you're inside a castle. And so, so the Hommarugoten decorations are done by the traditional ancient techniques. So they use the same techniques that they used in ancient past when they, they built the first uh, Hommarugoten palace. So that's one of the points. They really care a lot of the details and how they were painted and carved in originally lovely yeah it's really nice i I love that contrast between the unpainted wood and the white plaster like it's just so beautiful and then the traditional tiles right exactly (laughs) i'm a big fan of hinoki so Uh the cypress wood i i recently i i don't know i will show you i recently bought this very nice uh, goshu incho it's like covered in wood and it smells amazing so people who like even the people who live in Japan don't necessarily smell hinoki if they see it anywhere. People go and smell your hinoki stuff. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's interesting. Uh, Josh has joined from Facebook as well. Nice to see you, Josh. And Pamela said, I can understand when we were at Tokyo Airport, they uh, steered us away from ones that were rebuilt. And I think it depends on your impression. But for me, rebuilt ones are sometimes more interesting because they have like some of the old features and then, you know, they brought back and then mo- more modern features kind of in, ch- in contrast. But I, I love castles. I think Me they're too. all Me too. I, I go to all of them. <laughs> now you mentioned about the castles. One thing that I, uh, we should just mention is the reason is because you can see a lot of castle in this area in Nagoya and 
around IT prefecture as well. It's because the history that this area had during the Sengoku, the warrant period, when they have a lot of battles, uh, samurai battles, and we have a lot of samurai history as well. That's why um, this area is the most uh, remain castle remain area. So you can find a lot of castles Everything. here. So it's, it's really all. nice. <laughs> Yeah, and your website has great information. Uh, if you search, you've got a great search function. So if you search for castles, you can see all of the great uh, castles around the area. You have more than one. Yes. <laughs> some, of, some of them have plum blossoms, the ume that you can see. Fantastic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, let's, I think I, I forgot to mention, we got distracted. I want to talk about the kites. Ah, yeah, Ellie, yes, go kites. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I found this little shop that creates the Japanese kites. And it's a seven generation of uh, kites craftsmanship. And the left man, the old man, it's the father of the uh right uh guy so the guides right now learning uh, the techniques of how to glue and build the the kites and they are selling around the country so from nagoya to you can see these kites that they are created here in nagoya in osaka or in tokyo in bazaars and they have this kind of amazing process to do it from the natural glue and paper they um, just have from Gifu and other areas uh, close to the Nagoya. And then they have this, for each part of the kite, they have one master doing what they have right now. And then one doing the design, one another man doing the paintings, like filling with colors and another putting the bones of the kite and then gluing. That's the part of they they actually doing. And you have kind of uh, different type of kites and they're amazing. It's yeah. really amazing. I got amazed. I went there for so an interview. Yeah, right? uh, if you if you just go or is that an experience that you offer to go in and interact? No. Or you can just go watch or see no. if they're making at the kite shop? You can go to the shop and you can actually see all the collection, the kites that they have. You can buy the kites. You can buy the small ones. That, that's oh, kind nice. of really cute for decoration. Small kites with uh, kabuki and geisha and edo oh, cool. style illustrations. And also the big ones you can buy wow. one. Actually, you can fly the kites. It's if you have the instructions that they give you if you buy a kite, so you can try to fly the Japanese kite. And then awesome. we have actually one You have a big event, festival. big, like, giant kite flying event near yeah, you, right? But for the past three years, it hasn't taken place. So a lot of, year a lot of year big events canceled. are canceled, yeah. yeah. Uh, another, another event that is amazing and very unique, you have a sumo. Yes, um, <laughs> I have to say that I'm really sumo fan and Nagoya, it's really 
lucky to host one of the most important ground tournaments uh, in Sumo, which is in, in July. And it's the it's called Nagoya Basho, which is located here in Nagoya, in, in close to Nagoya Castle, actually. The venue is uh, Dolphins Arena. So it um, takes part for two weeks in mid-July. And then it's called the most, the hottest Grand Sumo Tournament because in Nagoya, That's believe really me, hot. when it's summer, it's super hot and all the sumo wrestlers are struggling a lot, not during the morning, but during the Grand Tournament, it's really like hot. Believe me, you need to come here in Nagoya and experience the hot, even hotter than Okinawa, I can, I can say. So it's I know. amazing. People, people always ask me because I'm from Hawaii. You're from M Mallorca, right? Yes. Uh, people always say to us, uh, so you're used to the heat. And I always say, <laughs> gosh, the, the summers in Japan are so much hotter than Hawaii. Yeah, for sure. Very humid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So in, um, you can see actually the wrestlers. You can go to during the morning trainings to the different stables that they have. Uh, see the morning training and then go to the sumo venue and it, it starts at 8 a.m. So really early during the morning with the sound of the drums. Dun, 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 dun. And then you go take place. The first uh, matches are from the youngest wrestlers and then go up to the, um, in order um, to the highest ranking wrestlers matches and around four half past four it starts a really high highest uh, rank matches and it goes super like excited and, and you need, it's a really unique experience to see the sumo matches and um, I'm super happy to offer I started to offer last year and and then it became really popular last year because the country was not open yet the borders for every um, all travelers so the guests that i had were from okinawa or from nagoya residents in in japan and they really enjoy and loved much more the sumo uh, That's matches. awesome. So, yeah. yeah. What a great experience. We do have some tournaments that come through here, but it's usually a much shorter time. Yes, we can't the see them practicing, right? So yeah. that is a very special experience. Uh, yes. Now, speaking of this time of year, uh, you've got some also great recommendations to see the plum blossoms and then the yeah. cherry blossoms coming up. I love this bird, the Meijiro, the Japanese white eye which loves the plum blossoms right now, right? Yeah. yeah. This year is kind of late, I feel like. Yes. So Ellie and I, we were planning on going this weekend to see one of the most amazing uh, plum blossom spots around Nagoya is in Mie Prefecture in Suzuka. Uh, but it seems like the trees aren't like fully blooming yet. So it, I feel like it's like a week later than in the past years or something. Yeah, in Hiroshima City, some places are doing early 
And then I went to a place kind of in the mountains and it seems late. So it really mm -hmm. depends on the area. But you have this one, uh, Nabano Nosato, and they Nabano. have illuminations and flowers until May. So that's great. Yes. So if you want to go to an illumination, this is the best one. Like in Japan. <laughs> I, I don't amazing. know, maybe just but like even before living here in Nagoya, and I, I lived in Tokyo and I went to lots of illuminations that were close to Tokyo, for example. And I lived in Osaka and I went to lots of those that were in Osaka. And Nabana no Sato is the best illumination I've ever been to, and I've been going there every year since. It's just so amazing and the best thing is that it's more than half a year long so you have the yeah. best chance of actually seeing it because other illuminations are usually just in winter for a month yeah or we we have illuminations but only november to january so yeah it, it, going until may mm. of course you want to be outside more when it's not winter i think <laughs> for some reason <laughs> i always go in february though so it's like ah <laughs> that might just be me, um, but you've got, so this is also Nabara no Sato. You've also got this Togoku-san fruit park. Yeah, ah, yes. Smaller place in And they've got like even tropical fruits grown inside. You can see mangoes and jackfruit. Yes. Quite unusual they, ones, right? They have kind of uh, different type of fruits, not only the tropicals one, but they have apples and strawberries and they have a lot. They actually have a market and they sell this um, inside the, the park, the fruits that are cultivating, but also the area as well. So it's a local market uh, based focused on fruits and they have this seasonal uh, plum viewing uh, events and also sakura viewing events awesome. so it's just a nice area yeah. you can see flowers and enjoy the fruits and also they they sell uh, the japanese traditional wagashis the confectionaries oh, i love it with sakura inside or ume oh. yay yeah. um now i know lena you are a foodie and yes. the area, like uh, Ellie mentioned, is famous for miso and yes. ogura toast, which is fantastic. <laughs> a sweet red bean on toast comes from the old Kisaten coffee shop style in Nagoya. That's awesome. But you guys were also offering a vegan, vegetarian friendly cooking course, which is very unique and wonderful. And uh, some of your food tours, especially the street food, you say you can uh adapt it for vegetarians which it's so hard as a vegan vegetarian to travel in japan yes so in nagoya it's very very difficult um there's like one restaurant basically in nagoya that is specialized in local nagoya food that also offers it in a vegan version and halal and kosher as well uh, that is amazing for us and so we try to get a lot of people to go there <laughs> because like it's not uh it's vegan um how do i say that it's very very vegan good. friendly vegetarian yes. friendly yeah yeah and that's delicious. that's a huge win in japan because even that level is so hard um i mm. always suggest wagashi and you guys are eating some vegan wagashi here uh, wagashi is fantastic to recommend because it's gluten-free it's low sugar it's yeah. vegan mostly right like you can recommend yes. it to everyone i yeah. would love to have a wagashi foodie tour in any city in japan definitely 
Yeah. So in Nagoya, actually, now that you mention it, we just did, uh, we do have a local TV program here in Nagoya, which is also called Nagoya is Not Boring um, uh, on a local TV network. And just did last Did they borrow week, your name? Did they ask you about that? Well, we are the hosts. So, so ah, we were okay, like, let's fantastic. use that yay, name. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Collaboration. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. So we're spreading the word in all different like um, ways. Anyways, so um, last week we had a special Wagashi uh, episode that we filmed and we went to two different local uh, Wagashi shops that have a very long history here in Japan. Uh, uh, well, in Nagoya, actually. And we learned so much about the local Wagashi culture and like that there are so many Wagashi shops here in Nagoya, especially. And so I really recommend anyone who's interested in Japanese sweets to come to Nagoya and try all the different nice delicious wagashi yeah. we, we ate like seven in one day one other interesting thing we talked about kimono but it's also a popular place for anime spots uh, exactly. if you're an anime fan you might find a lot of the scenes from anime in nagoya and then these become very popular places for cosplay as well right that's awesome yeah we have an annual really big, big event related to cosplay, which is called uh, World Cosplay Submit. And it takes, well, it has a history of 20 years, and it's a really international event. And it gathers the best of the best of cosplayers and all the fans of cosplayers <clears throat> around, not the country, but around the world. So it's a really good chance if you like anime pop culture, to connect with uh, this amazing part of Japanese culture, yeah. which is cosplay. And in Nagoya, you have um, so many, and around Nagoya as well, so many locations that uh, and you can And even if you don't anime. do cosplay yourself, as someone who likes taking photos or yes. seeing people dressed up in costume, it's still really fun, right? Yeah, yeah we absolutely. both don't dress up, but Ellie's been going there for the past Five years yeah. or something. I really love <laughs> Now, love speaking of family friendly, we should mention how family friendly you have so many attractions in Nagoya. You've got a train museum uh, where you can go good. see the, the big Shinkansen and the bullet trains. You've also got, you can see the cars at the Toyota place. You've got yes. Ghibli, you've got Legoland, yes. you've got lots of parks. Yes, exactly. It seems very family friendly, Nagoya. What do you think? Yes, definitely. It's just uh, also so convenient. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but it's it's the uh, third largest metropolitan area in Japan, but it doesn't feel that way. So you get around very easily, I think, which is very nice for families, because if you have to sit in a train for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour to get somewhere, I feel like that can be uh, difficult. But since you get around so easily here in Nagoya with the public transport, um, it's it's very nice. You get to so, see so many different places. <laughs> this picture is actually from Tokoname, which is a place that we oh, also recommend. So many cute places too. And then you've got the traditional places, which I think are really popular with families, like castles, right? Uh, yes. Fruit parks where you can pick some of your own fruit and have a picnic under the cherry blossoms or the plum blossoms. Uh, having gardens where you can explore. Any kind of open space, I think post-corona, 
uh, is much more attractive, right? And then open at night as well as in the daytime. So you can avoid the heat uh, when you, especially when you're traveling with kids or, you know, anyone, well, actually, me, no, anyone who wants to avoid things. Yeah. <laughs> and then one more unique thing. We've got only a few minutes uh, talking about lacquer, a lacquerware uh, experience or a place that you can see them working, making lacquerware and uh, masu. That was beautiful. Well, the masu was, I think that that was for, from Gifu, I think. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, your, your website has a lot. How about yeah. the doll making? Ah, yeah, we have related to Inuyama. Actually, we have a really long, long established traditional uh, karakuri, which is not the doll, the puppets uh, here in, in this area. And Inuyama has one of the masters uh, of, the, of these dolls the puppets called Karakuri. And you actually, you actually can go to the museum, Karakuri Museum in Inuyama and see uh, how are the all, all the mechanism of the puppets and Puppet. see wow. what, what, how many types there are. And it's a really interesting museum to visit in, uh, in so Inuyama. Yeah. So we're mentioning yeah. Inuyama again, which also yeah. has the castle. You yes. can dress up in kimono yukata, has a nice shopping street, has this museum yeah. uh, with the festival floats. A lot going on in Inuyama. That sounds yes. like a great destination. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So we so just we have, have a few more minutes. <laughs> Is there anything, if people were coming uh, in spring, we talked about the plum blossoms, the cherry blossoms a little bit. Yeah. Uh, any other events or anything coming up you would recommend this year? Yeah, we have also the Fuji, the Fuji flowers. Wisteria. Mm -hmm. Exactly, Wisteria. They are really nice. And after Sakura in still in spring, you have so many spots. You can see these really amazing flowers. So if you if someone like wants to go to open spaces like the gardens, uh they have the shirotori teien, which is a Japanese traditional uh, Japanese garden. They, they have also Fuji area and Okazaki as well. They have this uh, traditional an old wisteria flower, the Hyakumangoku, close to that Okazaki castle as well. And so amazing spots like Tsushima, that they have this river with the wisteria flowers, uh, amazing. Just amazing. So to me, it will be Wisteria Flowers, Biwan. So much to recommend. I am also yes. showing, uh, you can do any kind of search on Nagoya is not boring. You can get so much great information. So please check that out. Um, also great places to stay because I would really encourage you to go and stay in Nagoya for at least one or two nights. Yes. Right, you guys? Yes, definitely. Yeah, we highly that. <laughs> Actually, we do have a couple of hotels we are partnering with. Uh, especially, I would like to point out the Nikko style Nagoya, which also opened during Corona, and it's, it's such a beautiful boutique hotel. Um, if you if you just look for Nikko style, because I don't think it's in this article. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the the hotel is like super well designed. Uh, it, 
it has uses all of those local ingredients and local uh, craftsmanship to to for decoration it's such a beautiful place uh, we also partner uh, with the nagoya mario hotel which is obviously like a very well known brand in in all of the over the world it's like one of the best hotels definitely like for a higher uh, clientele um but yeah, in general, really, um, Nagoya has a lot of, especially business uh, hotels, um, very good, very nice, modern hotels. Um, and so great it's, access. It's Nagoya yeah. is yeah. so easy to get to and from. Uh, yes. So definitely don't skip over. Don't listen to any guide that says that. Uh, no. There is too much to see and do and enjoy in Nagoya. Nagoya is not boring as Lena and Ellie have shown us many, many ways. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you guys I so much you. for all the Thank great you. work you do. Uh, Pamela says, beautiful website. Is there an English translation? Oh, for- The whole website is in English. Yes. No, maybe, yeah. maybe for the hotel. Yeah, Pamela, all of Nagoya is not boring is in English. Maybe she was talking about the hotel. Uh, time for another meeting. Thanks, thanks, Josh. <laughs> thanks for joining. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Lena and Ellie. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to come to Nagoya now. Nagoya is Please definitely <laughs> on my top 10 list now. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. Thank you for this time. <laughs> thanks, everyone. I'll put all the relevant links below to Lena and Ellie's channels as well. Uh, you can see the other wonderful work they're doing on social media uh, in German and Spanish as well as English actually, yes, and Japanese. I didn't mention that, but actually, I have in, in Spanish my YouTube channel, so you can see not only Nagoya but also in Spanish uh, so many topics about Japanese culture and hidden spots as well. In Spanish, in German, can you say a little closing little message? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Ven a Nagoya y disfruta con nosotras de las oportunidades locales que tiene esta ciudad. So nice. I love it. Multilingual. Thank you guys so much. Thank Have a so great much. day, everyone. Bye. 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 such nice people it's truly my pleasure to make your company some of our paths may diverge over the years all of you left a certain mark on me so far